What up, people? It's your boy, the host with the most. I do not brag or boast. And I'm coming to you guys live from Ghost to Ghost. It's your boy, I'm Chris Adon One. And welcome to another rendition of I'm Chris Adon One Podcast, episode 203. How y'all living? I'm living swell. Feel free, be sure to hit the subscription button, the notification bell, share this content with your friends, family, as well as your followers. Uh, please subscribe to me on Spotify. Hit the subscription button. Listen to the episodes at your leisure on Spotify. But if you want to listen to these episodes on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcast indulgement from, you're free to do so. Okay, so we've got all that stuff out of the way. Let's get into today's topic. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about the situation with uh, my expert opinion podcast, which is hosted by Matt Hoffa. Uh, apparently, another another one of Mad Hoffa's employees is no longer going to be uh, working with uh, Matt Hoffa in the near future as far as his podcast go. He goes by the name of Sean Rizza. Uh, uh, Sean, uh, I'm sorry, Sean Bigger. He was one of the founding members of the original group of Mav Hoffa. Now, Heineken and EXO, they they left the podcast, uh, I think it's going on for like a year, and uh, they talked how basically there was a dispute between them as well as Math Halfa, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, you know, pretty much saying that uh, Math Halfa is, you know, kind of shady as far as uh, the money wasn't right. Uh, Exo, uh, uh, Exo said that he had a deal in place where Math Hoffa was going to collaborate with Revolt. You know, Revolt is owned by uh, Diddy, and there's some confusion uh, because of that. Because Exo said he had a deal in place, Math Hoffa said he's been always um, talking to Revolt as far as doing a deal with them. And the people that actually EXO was uh, talking to and referring to, uh, they're not that close nor tight with Revolt. So therein lies the struggle between uh, those two guys. And EXO uh, uh, left uh, left Mavhoffa as well as Heineken. Heineken basically left because of EXO left because EXO um, and because EXO and uh, Heineken was part of the original group and i think heineken recruited exo to this platform and i'm telling you the uh, math hoffa podcast was you know coming up in in the rankings and it was a perfect it was pretty much a perfect storm for math hoffa when uh even though he always had my expert opinion but um in 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 the most recent history the math hoffa podcast was 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 blowing up um, you know, and it, it, like I said, it was a perfect storm because you had Joe Button and his dispute with Rory and Maul and, um, you know, uh, some other disputes with other employees that used to work at the Joe Button network, um, you know, and the viewership was going down a little bit, you know, Rory and Maul fo- formed their own podcast and they, they just went their separate ways. Um, uh, you just had a lot of people in that particular space particularly in the urban media, you know, there was, you know, like a lot of things that were taking place, uh, taking place in house. 
uh, you know, of the Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast. You know, the, you know, they had their disputes with uh, several of their uh, pe- uh, several of the people that used to work at uh, the Million Dollars Worth of Game. Um, you had Tony the Closer, uh, Devin the Dude. I think his name is Devin the Dude. He uh, he, uh, he was like the moderator. Uh, they they both went their separate ways. As well as don't call me a white girl. Now she didn't really go into full details about her relationship with the uh, million dollars of gay Gillian Wallow, um, but she's not bad. She's not bad mouthing them or anything like that. She's just you know doing her own thing, and I think she's getting ready to start her own po- podcast as well. Well, it was like a perfect storm for my expert opinion, you know, they've been around the block and they started, you know, getting very popular when those other podcasts, the struggle was real with those other podcasts and particularly in the podcasting landscape. And I always say this in the podcasting landscape, it's a oversaturated market. You know, everyone has a podcast, you know, uh, you, your girl, your ex-wife, your fiance, your grandmama, your grandpappy, you know, your uncle, your auntie. Everyone has a podcast. Everyone has a voice uh, in this space that we call podcasting. And I always said this when I started my podcast 200 plus episodes ago that this was going to be the new format of media. You know, a lot of content creators uh, 200 episodes ago, well, years, well, a couple of years ago, you know, they were still hanging on to, you know, this, the same old avenues, which was, was YouTube and Instagram. You know, you had all the different social media uh, apps and, you know, no one wasn't really taking podcasting that seriously. You know, there was a lot of people along the way started to invest into podcasting. Uh, Cameron and Mace made what, it, you know, it is what it is. Podcast, uh, you know, they are really blowing it up, you know, investing their own money. Now they got their own sponsorship, but you know, no one wasn't really going feet first, plunging into podcasting, you know, uh, DJ Academics, even though he does five, six hour live streams, you know, he still had his deal with Complex, but, you know, he always was in the podcasting circle, you know, as well as Adam 22, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on. Now, you know, Joe Rogan is still the king of podcasting and everyone wants to um, get to that status, get to that level. But when you talk about urban media, you know, I think urban media has become a really serious market that a lot of people are jumping in and, and trying to get their vibes in within urban media. And who knows, uh, you know, maybe uh, there's some competition at Joe Rogan's door coming in the near future. But with that being said, uh, when you talk about my expert opinion podcast, you know, you know, they had, uh, uh, you know, great chemistry with the group. Now, a lot of people will make this argument about um, about my expert opinion podcast, Math Hoffa's podcast. It was just too many, uh, too many voices and one mic. Okay, you know, because everyone when they and you know, as long I feel like a very successful 
uh, one-on-one session, interview type session podcast is only successful only with whatever the guests you have for that podcast and how great your questions are. Or sometimes if you have a great, great, great guest, you know, the questions don't have to be all that interesting as long as you have an interesting character as far as your guests go. And, uh, you know, they was, you know, they was getting, you know, they had their moment in the sun. They still have their moment in the sun. And I, I felt like this was a great concept, but I did understand why a lot of people felt like, uh, you know, my expert opinion podcast, they're going to be similar to what they're going to have the same struggles as uh, the Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast, as the Joe Button podcast, you know. They're going to have those same struggles because they have so many personalities in one room, and you know, and 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 it's with so many uh, personalities in, the, in in one room, you, you got so many. You have you know, when you get the money, you have to divide it so many different ways, all right? Uh, and and you know, we when you look at Math Hoffa, I, I feel like he understands what Joe Button was saying that it takes a lot of money to run a podcast, particularly when you have a lot of people uh, under your umbrella, under your brand that you have to take care of. And those people have, and those people have opportunities, they have responsibilities, and they also have family. And it's, it's to me, I felt like with all those concepts, that would make my expert opinion so so much uh, a unique uh, podcast because you had Math Hoffa that was the guest, and you had Heineken and EXO. They were, uh, you know, they they were in the barber shop as well as Sean. He was in the barber shop. Uh, at first, in the beginning, Sean wasn't really saying too much, but then every once in a while, he he would, you know, say something in, in throughout the interview. And I felt like it was a, you know, even though the concept was a unique concept, and I was very entertained with the concept, I could understand why the struggle was real with these entities and. Sooner rather than later, uh, there was going to be on a crash course. You know, I felt like EXO and Heineken, their experience and their knowledge was the music industry. They have managed several, several artists. They have uh, assisted several, several artists. And, you know, particularly when you have personalities in the music world or in the music industry, you know, they can, they know what, what intriguing questions to uh, ask whoever they're interviewing because they're looking at it as you know someone that's inspiring to be in the music business but don't have the opportunity no nor the means to tap into what these music executives and and um you know producers and artists you know how they think how what's the tempo with these with these individuals you know Heineken and EXO particularly when they have an entertainer, particularly in the music industry, they would treat it as, you know, hey, if you want to get on this level, here's what you have to prepare for. Here's what you have to do. And I felt with Heineken and EXO, you know, the music culture was was going to be live and in full effect. Um, with Sean, uh, he would, you know, be sort of like the elder statement 
and he would ask, um, you know, he would have more thought provoking type of uh, questionnaires. Uh, sometimes they they will land and, and hit very well, and other times they they, they just didn't. And uh, with Mav Hoffa, there were strengths and weaknesses uh, with Mav Hoffa. I felt like Mav Hoffa's strengths, uh, as far as a rapper goes, particularly in battle rapping, his he, his expertise is 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 on top. Uh, I think Mav Hoffa really, you know, know what questions to ask and. You know, particularly if uh, a guest really doesn't want to answer the question the the way uh, it's intended, you know, Math Hoffa has a follow up question. I felt like Math Hoffa was was decent there, but you know, Math Hoffa had his weaknesses too. I don't think Math Hoffa was totally knowledgeable about the different subjects that they was going to be talking about in shows, um, particularly with with religion. Um, I. And this is my personal opinion. I don't have any proof whether or not this is factual or not. But I'm just basing it off of, you know, numerous episodes I have listened to my Expert Opinion podcast. And I feel like it's either one or two reasons. I don't think Mav Hoffa is totally committed into religion or he just or he simply doesn't believe in religion. Okay, and you know, and I felt like he was kind of, you know, uh, not knowledgeable in that subject. But you know, the subject was brought up a couple of times, and I felt like I could understand why people felt like Math Hoffa, you know, sometimes uh, the questions were not right that he was asking with numerous guests. But as a star, as an as an artist, as a rapper, particularly when they have. Uh, rappers and actors and actresses and athletes and you know people in the music industry when they when 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 they have them in the barbershop math hoffa would, would would generally know and he can you know check the temperature in the room and read the room he generally know where to go to uh now i feel like also math hoffa was good from this perspective and i don't think a lot of people give him this uh this prop they don't give him his flowers i do feel like math hoffa makes everyone every guest that they have feel very comfortable okay math hoffa wasn't going to uh ask them the toughest of the toughest questions and if it was a tough question you know math hoffa was sort of kind of phrase it but if the person is not interested in continuing the conversation, he would generally he'll generally uh, push it to something else. And you know, there's pros and cons with everyone. Okay, everyone's not perfect. You know, everyone has strengths and weaknesses. But um, with Math Hoffa, you know, he definitely had strengths and weaknesses. And the stuff that he was weak on, I felt like with the core group, they would sometimes challenge that. All right. And then they'll take the conversation um, to another level. Uh, I felt like it was very competitive. Um, when you got a bunch of alphas in the room, it's going to be competitive. And um, I, I felt like Mav Hoffa, uh, you know, demand excellence from the people that uh, was working there. Uh, but like and, and people have have said this over and over again. People, you know. Uh, if, 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 uh, basically, if, uh, if, if basically, um, a person, uh, is, is 
when you got so many people under your umbrella and you're trying to take care of those people, sometimes, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of difficult when the money isn't big enough to make everyone happy. And maybe and, and the same situation happened with Joe Button. The same situation happened to the million, million dollars worth of game. I feel like that same situation happened to uh, Matt Hoffa's podcast, My Expert Opinion. I think there was a lot of I think there was a lot of stuff that was promised to these uh, to these guys that was simply never delivered or there was a delay on them. Uh, I also felt like, um, you know, there were certain expectations that um Matt Hoffa was hoping to go but they haven't gotten there yet and when you got those two issues you know a lot of you know you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna have a lot of uh dysfunction and it's gonna create some type of chaos um Sean uh Riza Abiza I forget his last name I do apologize but <coughs> he was on bag fuel and Bad View Podcast is Exo and Heineken, and he talked about how Math Hoffa was, uh, you know, he had a deal in place where Math Hoffa, um, you know, was going to help him in his podcast, uh, start his 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 own podcast. It just did not work out. He also talked about, you know, the money uh, that they agreed to was not the amount of money that he actually received, which is similar to what Heineken said about Math Hoffa. And, you know, uh, I, I feel like, you know, if, if it's not in writing, then people can promise you anything. OK. And I do feel like in all of these examples, you know, this this, you know, a, a lot of the fallout from a lot of these examples are due to the fact that, you know, you got the biggest and the brightest minds in the sports. I mean, music industry with Heineken and EXO. You got Sean, who's been in the business, the entertainment business for a long, long time. You got Matt Hoffa, who's been in the business for a long, long time. And with all that experience and all that knowledge, no one could uh, hammer out a contract, a contract where, okay, uh, you if you do this for me, I'll do this to, for you. If if you do so many ex, uh, episodes, you get this amount of the money. Uh, it just, it, it, to me... I feel like it was a handshake agreement uh, that was in place, and um, you know when you do a handshake, uh, a handshake agreement, it's not etched in stone, it's not bonded, okay? Uh, but you know, it, you know, it is what it is. But um, I, I felt like that's the real reason why this did not work out for Sean and um, EXO and Heineken as well as Mav Hoffa. Now, Mav Hoffa took the social media and tried to explain it. And to that, I say, to that, to that, I say, that's, um, you know, you can't keep using the same excuses over and over again. You know, you can't just say, well, the real reason why we didn't get along is because of, uh, hold on one second, guys, hold on. You, you just can't keep using the same excuse over and over and over, pretty much saying that, well, hey, uh, the real reason why we couldn't uh, do business is because of the following, you know, um, 
it's it just did not work out. Excuse me. It just did not work out. It it uh you know unfortunately it you know it did not work out because of you know uh, uh that, that was hard to get to get along with. There was uh it was hard to work. That it, it was hard for them to report to work. Um, you know um the money situation. I always paid them and this that and the third. It's it's one of two things. Are you continuing to do? the same mistakes you didn't learn from your mistakes from Heineken or EXO or there's some type of validity to their arguments about you that you know maybe you are a shady individual or maybe an individual that doesn't learn from uh his mistakes and that's a possibility for you know for 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 anyone and uh I think Math Hoffa has to address that, uh, you know, and it's got to be more than just posting comments on social media or on Instagram. And, you know, even though he said he's moved on, he's no longer talking about the subject. Still, this kind of hurts your status uh, because when you get uh, new uh, people uh, to work for you, that, you know, you're going to have these questions that new employees are going to ask, like, you know, um, you know, you done had two bad examples of your, you're the type of employee, uh, employer that does not, um, truly respect or value the person that's working under you. Plus, uh, you, you make it difficult for someone to get, uh, paid by you. So, and Hey, look with these podcasts and a lot of people look at the glitz and glamor of podcasting. And a lot of people think that, oh, you know, they're killing it. They're getting all these type of views. They're getting all these types of listens. They're getting all these type of streams. Uh, They're getting uh, subscribers, members, and things of that nature. And people look at the, the glitz and glamour, particularly in this industry. But really what people don't look at and they need to pay more attention to is the final result. Just because you're popular and just because uh, you're famous doesn't necessarily mean that you're wealthy. And maybe Exo uh, Heineken as well as Sean had, uh, you know, X'd in their stone, I mean, X'd in their mind, so to say, that, okay, we're going to be making this type of money because we're doing this type of numbers. And if it was just one person or two people or, pay, or maybe three people, it probably would not be a problem. When you got a whole group of people in the barbershop and you have to pay them plus the overhead of keeping um, uh, that podcast going, then you have to pay people to edit it. You got pe- to pay people for lighting. You got to pay people for sound and, and things of that nature. It's It, it, it could be... It, it can it, it can exhaust you financially and I'm not saying that this is true but let's just say they make 30 grand for every episode you know 30 grand is a lot of money to you and I it's a lot of money to them but when you got split it up uh, 13 different ways and then plus Uncle Sam's taking uh, their portion of that 30 grand then you, you therein lies the struggle therein lies the problem but hey I wish the best for Math Hoffa. Uh, uh, I, I, I hope he 
bring some clarity or some understanding on what happened to uh, Sean and um, learn from his mistakes and 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 hope and and hope that he doesn't make those same mistakes. You know, you know, it's it's not a underground podcast. You know, a lot of people say independent and underground meaning like we're different from those other podcasts we don't have big time sponsorships we're we're not affiliated with no network or anything like that but it's it's good to have those labels but you still have to treat it as a business so um you know i did a, a video on my youtube channel i'm chris down one tv i uh talked about it thoroughly from the beginning to the middle to the future of just my i mean my expert opinion and uh math hoffa and the people that used to work there and i talked about it and if you guys want to uh if you want some more insight on that uh just go check it out now i did call space go shampoo um and and the reason why I call Space Ghost Shampoo, because I could have sworn Space Ghost referred to himself as Shampoo. Okay? Because Space Ghost has his own podcast. It's like a late night type show podcast where, you know, uh, it's just just drinking and talking, sort of like drink champs. Uh, I don't know if he's no longer affiliated with Bag Fuel uh, or he continues to, to do work over there. Um, but I could have sworn Space Ghost referred to himself as Shampoo. But if I made a mistake, I made a mistake. Um, it was on Bag Fuel episode where I got Shampoo from. Okay, I, I knew his name was Space Ghost, but I said, okay. He also goes by the name of Shampoo. Okay, you know, it's no big deal. He goes by both of these names. Clearly, it's a big deal because in the comment section, people said, I think he meant Space Ghost when he referred to Shampoo. I apologize if that's his, that's not his correct name, but yes, it is what it is. And we're going to move on to the next episode, okay? Okay, so in this next topic, uh, Brittany Renners, Reynolds, whatever her last name is, you guys know I butcher names on a constant, consistent basis. She was on um, Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay podcast. And before we get into what was actually sh said on Club Shay Shay podcast, I first like to uh, say this. I don't know what's going on with Club Shay Shay. Uh, you know, when it was um, when it was sponsored by Fox Sports One, and Fox Sports One uh, did all the recruiting. You know, Fox Sports One did all the the labor as far as get, getting guests and and and, and editing and and, and um, you know promoting it. Uh, and all Shane Sharp had to do just walk in with uh with his list of questions and and you know interview his guests and first and foremost shannon sharp a lot of people don't give him his flowers on this but shannon sharp is great as an interviewer okay it, it was never displayed on undisputed 
I don't know if he was allowed uh, to show to showcase this talent or he wasn't interested in doing it. Uh, I think Shannon Sharp is extraordinary as an interviewer because he asks the right questions and he phrases it to where when he's interviewing the person, he has a lot of respect for the uh, person that he's interviewing and he respectfully particularly the, the the harder questions he categorized it as very tasteful very uh, uh taste and respect with taste and respect for the uh interviewer okay the person that he's interviewing all right and Shannon Sharp has interviewed a lot of people on Club Shay Shay podcast. And I have watched Club Shay Shay podcast on YouTube and I have listened to the podcast. And the amount of people that he has interviewed last year is extraordinary. Okay. He had a Steve Harvey. Um, uh, you know, he had Cedric the Entertainer, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, he has interviewed a lot of people, a lot of popular people in the entertainment world, actors and actresses, athletes. No, I still haven't seen him uh, uh, sat down and talk to Michael Jordan or LeBron James, but he have uh, had uh, Mike, uh, he have Irvin Magic Johnson on the podcast. And all in all, he, uh, uh, you know, particularly when Club Shay Shay was, was Fox Sports One uh, when he when it was under Fox Sports One? He had some great people, uh, inf influencers, and and um, you know some great people to uh, interview. Okay, and I think his I think when he came back came off a hiatus, or and particularly with his deal with ES, I mean with Fox Sports One. You know, a lot of people say he got pushed out of Fox Sports 1, but a lot of people saying that he got fired by Fox Sports 1. I'm not going to really go into that. And I felt like his uh, uh, the first person he interviewed when he left Fox Sports 1 was Stephen A. Smith. And that was a good interview, even though, you know, they were trying to throw a shade and trying to throw Skip Bayless under the bus. We talked about that on my other podcast show on YouTube, Just My Opinion Podcast. I, I went into details about uh, that interview, but all in all, that was still a good interview. And coming off of that interview of Stephen A. Smith, he interviews Brittany Reynolds. Now, Reynolds. Now, now, Shannon Sharp is doing all the legwork and the behind the scenes for Club Shay Shay. He has to promote it on his own, even though it's promoted by the volume. The volume gets the exclusive content. Uh, you know, the volume is, is I, I think the volume is now under the umbrella of Club Shay Shay. Okay. So the volume, the digital uh, platform that is, uh, you know, owned by Colin Cowherd. They replaced Fox Sports 1. So now I guess they're going to be doing all the legwork as far as getting people to be uh, to get on the platform of Club Shay Shay. And I, I have heard a lot of things that Shannon Sharp is doing all the legwork. He's he's, uh, uh, you know, getting all the, the he's, he's trying to recruit people to to join to interview on Club Shay Shay. And, you know, it's, he's doing more work uh, because of that. Now, um, 
this second guess, and he, he came off, you know, he I mean, he came off guns of firing with Stephen A. Smith. And this second episode, you're thinking he's going to get somebody that's even better than Stephen A. Smith. And I'm waiting in anticipation. And I get Brittany Reynolds, 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 whatever her name is. And I'm just going to say uh, Brittany. And he, he got her. Now, for those out there who've been living under a rock, I like your boy to explain. You know, she's a round the way thought, the 304. Um, you know, she's a, a social media influencer, but she has no talent. She hadn't put out, you know, and when I mean talent, she literally has no talent. She can't act. She can't perform. Uh, she's not athletic, uh, you know, or she's athletic, but not athletic enough to take her to the big league. She's just not talented. Her only talent is her looking good, her being attractive. And she has, you know, made a name for herself. She is the baby mama of Miles Bridges. And I said this on my podcast too early for this podcast, which is on I'm Chris Don One podcast. Subscribe and enjoy. You would not be disappointed. And I, I, I told you guys uh, her, how she came up. You know, she was a baby mama to Miles Bridges uh, and thought and thought to herself that she can expand uh, her portfolio as uh, as a as a brand. And, you know, just got away from that. You know, she's she was in a crystals video, side chick video. You know, I thought that was kind of clever. You know, but other than that, you know, she she just make basically on Instagram. All right. Now, I thought that she would uh, land on on a reality show. And to me, you know, particularly with COVID and, you know, now we're out of the pandemic uh, situations of COVID, you know, the writers are on strike, Hollywood shut down momentarily. And um, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not giving her an excuse why she is not, uh, you know, on reality TV. But I also think it's that, but I also feel like it's her attitude and her reputation that a lot of that a lot of people, particularly uh, particularly on these uh, messy type reality shows, don't want to touch Brittany Reynolds with a 10 foot pole. All right. Um. So now she, she makes her rounds and and gets clicks and views by doing the car wash of podcasting. You know, basically going from one podcast to another podcast. She had a viral moment on one previous podcast where either she was drunk, allegedly either she was drunk or allegedly she was on some type of foreign substance, but she was she acted very childish, foolish, immature, throwing water, yelling, screaming into the mic, uh, gave uh, uh, Charleston White a lap dance. Um, you know, she she was just uh, she was just out of her mind. Let's just put it that way. And you would think after all that, you, you would think no podcast would touch her with a 10 foot pole. You, you would think after her after her you know basically embarrassing herself and embarrassing that podcast you know no one would want to uh work with Britney Reynolds 
And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand how she gets these podcast deals because I feel like a lot of these guys you, you think utilize her for clout. You utilize her as well as Brittany Renner's. Okay. You know, of course, people are going to listen or, or watch the podcast because we're interviewing her. And maybe this is the biggest star that they have ever had. Or maybe they just interview people from social media. I don't know either or. What had what has Brittany Reynolds have Reynolds have done in the entertainment industry? Uh, don't worry, I'll wait because she didn't. She hasn't done absolutely deadly squat. She has she has no ounce of talent in her bone. All right. So and and she's basically uh, getting on these podcasts uh, because everyone wants that viral clip. Okay, and um, you would think her days will be over in the podcasting world but it's not shannon sharp and i don't know and like i said on too early for this podcast maybe shannon sharp agent has done some work with britney reynolds agent and maybe this is like uh you know a throw me a bone type of thing like hey i'm desperate i'm trying to get her some work you think uh, Shannon Sharp would want to interview her on Club Shay Shay? Club Shay Shay is a very big platform when you compare it to the other podcasts she has been on. You know, the other podcasts about love and relationship and and the high value men and the modern woman and things of that nature. So I understand why she was on those platforms. Even though she's she has the 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 brain of two dead flies, okay, um, and basically the only reason why I come she's on these podcasts because of her name, because she looks good, and people want that viral moment to promote their podcast. They're just using her now. I know a lot of people say, and I read in the comment section on a, on a, someone's video, and they said, well, she's using them because. She's on these podcasts and it keeps her name irrelevant, particularly on social media, but it's really promoting and helping the podcast that she's on. But that's neither here nor there. And you can, and we can agree to disagree. It's helping both of them out. Okay. However you want to do it. But anyway, she was on Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay podcast and she talked about her and the, the viral clip. I didn't watch the whole podcast. I, I just don't think it's worth it. Uh, the, the viral clip that is going around is her body count. And she says that, uh, I think she's 33 years old, but she said her body count is 35. Now, for those out there who've been living under a rock, allow your boy to explain. I think there's some capping in here. And particularly when you're dealing with people that are sexually active, they're going to cap about their body count. It's either going to be way too high or low or way too low to thank you that to, to make you think that they're they're not a whore, they're not a freak, you know. And, and I'm talking about males and females. Now, I will say this: a male with a high body count, we, we would. Uh, that would be the most proudest mo moment in manhood. I will agree to that. There are a lot of men will go, all right, give him a high five. It's like this man has won uh, the, the the billion dollar lottery or he got a degree in something. We would, we would uh, put him on a pedestal and things of that nature. I get that women. And with women with a high bo body count, we have a different reaction to go like, oh man, you 
you get around a lot, okay? Everybody been in you. I mean, it's like, it's like your coochie is like a club. Everyone shoots in your club. I mean, in your coochie. Well, anyway, um, I, I, I get I, men and women, we treat it differently, but I still feel like people that are sexually active, sexually active, that is a male or a female, they're either going to say it's way too high or way too low. It's not going to be the actual truth, all right? I will say with Brittany Reynolds 35, I think it's way too high. I think it's much lower, low, because of two reasons. One, she still has the mentality that she wants to be wifed up. And she's just not going to give the box out to anybody, okay? And, uh, you know, and, and how I know this, I don't truly know it, but I will say that uh, judging... Uh, uh, the recent things that she have done in her past make me think that it's much, much lower. And she thinks she's wife material. She's not wife material. No one is going to wife her up. And ultimately, when it's all said and done, when the when everyone, you know, and like I always tell you guys, every summer premieres the next big booty chick. And Brittany Renner's, she was the next big booty chick like six summers ago. Okay, uh, you know, you know, as far as social media goes, yeah, she gets a lot of likes. You know, a lot of people view her content, but it's not at her apex. Okay, um, Brittany Reynolds, as well as uh, the girl that uh, got a baby by uh, uh, by the rapper, I keep forgetting her name. That fit Miami. That fit Miami, whatever her name is. Um, you could throw her in this category. Uh, young Miami, you know, all these girls, well, young Miami hit the lottery with Pete, uh, with Diddy. Okay. But the, the other two women I describe as well as, de uh, delicious and, and all the, you know, these girls are going to probably, you know, uh, end up marrying or end up having a relationship with their fan. It's going to be one of their most I mean, a fan that's that's still hoping beyond hope that he's been thirsting and lurking for these girls for a long, long time to lower their standards. And, you know, when it's all said and done, when the podcasting world uh, is not interested in Brittany Reynolds, when she's already been phased out on social media, I don't think any of her posts or viral clicks or viral moments. You know, nobody don't be searching for her like that. Just like delicious. No one really searches for her. You know, she's uh, she's in her 40s and she's still, you know, acting like she's still a teenager, like back on reality when she when, when she was in her height, uh, when she was doing when she when she did the first reality shows like a flavor in love and, and all that stuff. And she still has that type of mentality been through several guys but like i said these and, and sweetie as well a, a lot of these girls today's thoughts are going to are going to be tomorrow's only fans content creators you know sweetie she had her run she had her hit you know uh she went viral on instagram a couple of times and now it's somebody else's turn to go viral on instagram and now she's hooked up with yg you notice how she hasn't um, you know, moved on quickly. She has a Fansly account and 
I think the reason why she chose Fansley because a lot of people have said this about Sweetie in her early days of her getting uh, and before she got to her prime. A lot of people say, well, you're going to end up on OnlyFans. And that's where she's ended up on. She's ended up on a platform where her fans are going to pay her monthly to see uh, content, uh, exclusive content, which is really content that she can't post on Instagram. It's going to be made. It's going to be posted on Fansly, okay? And and that's what happens with a, a lot of these females when, when, when you think at it on retrospect, okay? So, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, and, 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 um, you know, Brittany Reynolds, uh, she, you know, uh, enjoy your five seconds of fame. I don't think after this, you know, she was pretty cool, calm, collected on club Shay Shay, and maybe she will rebound with someone interviewing her on a podcast. But like I she doesn't say anything interesting. Okay. Uh, now it's got Rick Fox interested in her and you know, Rick Fox back in the day, he was married to Vanessa Williams was the most eligible bachelor every woman wanted to be around rick fox uh you know uh, uh nba legend has won a championship now he's in broadcasting and now he's thirsting for the lust of britney reynolds okay um uh, you know and she even made the comment to shannon sharp do you want to be 36 now I don't know if Shannon Sharp took her up on the offer, but Shannon Sharp is like, what, 55 years old, okay? Um, and I think she's just hamming it up for the camera. Uh, she might, you know, uh, you know, uh, allow him to take her out on a couple of dates, you know, just, uh, you, know, uh, you know, string him along and hopefully get some money off of him. But uh, it, it, it's like this. This is the price of fame. And fame is a hell of a drug. And Shannon Sharp's addicted to it with his 55-year-old ass. Brittany Renner's is addicted to it with her 33-year-old ass saying to the world that her body count is 35. You know, fame is a hell of a drug. And and, and you could be under the influence of fame. And this is this is the this is the uh this is what happens when you uh, deal with it, okay? So, yeah, that's all I got for today's podcast and for today's stories. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone that have listened to the podcast. Uh, feel free to hit the subscription button, the notification bell, share it with your friends, family, and followers. I will see you guys next Wednesday on another rendition of I'm Chris Down One Podcast. Outro.